Hello, my name is Megan Blades, and I am here today to talk to you about corsetry. The real stuff about corsetry. Not the stuff you hear from actresses about how oppressive and constricting these garments are. Not the fictional novels or movies we see so often conveying harmful images of corsets. But real women who either wear corsets or stays for fun, reenacting, or even their jobs. Let me first tell you a little bit about the history of corsetry. Before the corset, there were structured undergarments called stays. They were shaped more like a cone, and they were necessary for the 15th through early 19th century look. Over time, they fluctuated, going from stays that covered the whole torso to stays which primarily covered the bust. They were, essentially, a bra, meant to hold up the breasts and fit into the period clothing. They evolved slowly into the corset, more conical in shape, but the same concept as stays. When the women's liberation movement came around, clothing was a primarily female-led economy. At around that same time, many doctors, preachers, and journalists, positions held predominantly by men during the period, took up the cause of bringing down the corset. They spread the idea that corsets were harmful to body and soul, cutting the liver, causing fainting, and just overall being an immoral practice. Though the idea didn't pick up immediately, we can see their obvious implications on mainstream media's view of corsetry today. To put aside some of these myths, I got together with five women who have worn these garments for themselves to see what they had to say. My name is Hannah Rockney. I have really only been like sewing costumes for like the last probably three, three years, three and a half years, but I've been in costuming for the last 10 years. My name is Cecilia. I'm an occasional corset wearer and enthusiast, and I'm from Adelaide, South Australia. My name is Peggy. I am a teacher and a sewist. I focus a lot on historical costuming and also ballet costumes. Hi, I'm Jessica Young. I am the owner-operator of Penny River LLC, which is a historical costume and accessories company. I have done an awful lot of work on 18th century clothing and accessories and lifestyle stuff. Formerly was employed by Colonial Williamsburg as a seamstress, and I have worked professionally in the theatrical costuming world and also as a teacher. Well, my name is Jessica Kale. I am a historical romance author. For our purposes today, uh, I'm also I'm a history and ghost tour guide, which is how I dress up. But then also I'm a full-time historical fiction editor and I edit the blog Dirty Sexy History, which is what most people know me from. <laughs> These women have been wearing corsets or stays anywhere from 17 years to only one year ago, and most wear them at least a few times a month or even a few times a week. I had the pleasure of getting to ask them a few questions about corsetry's effects on their own bodies and their individual experience with it. Have you found the undergarment to be harmful to you, whether it be through breathlessness, fainting, or any of the other stereotypical effects associated with it? It really depends on how you lace yourself. Fainting, no, but I do get IBS, um, and sometimes, you know, I do have to unlace myself in order to, you know, deal with the restroom and everything like that. And if you lace yourself in too quickly, 
you can also not necessarily like hurt yourself, but it, it can just be uncomfortable and you can kind of, your body isn't used to it, so it can be sore. If you kind of lace yourself in gradually, like over a period of a couple of hours, then it usually, it gets used to it. Um, the most recent production um, uh, in which I chose to wear a corset was an opera here in Adelaide. Uh, they weren't mandatory, but I, I thought I would, it would make my costume look more like clothes rather than dress-ups, you know. So I, I wore my corset to three months of rehearsals, which totaled nine hours a week um, for the whole three months. Uh, you know, once my corset was seasoned and sort of moulded to my body shape, it was pretty comfy driving to and from rehearsal, and it took some getting used to. Uh, it's not an issue that many of our corset-wearing ancestors had to contend with, but, you know, it was manageable. The show was pretty choreography-heavy for an opera, um, but once you learn how to move in, in your corset, it's not a huge issue. I was dancing, climbing ladders backstage, doing quick changes, you name it. I was there doing it in a corset. Um, and singing. Singing in a corset is possible, fine, comfortable. I didn't think it really affected um, my breath support very much. Like I was still able to hold longer notes for the same amount as if I were uncorseted. When I first started wearing corsets, I didn't use a layer of clothing underneath my corset, like a, a shift or a, a top or something at rehearsals. Um, but that only left like red marks of the boning on my skin, nothing crazy. I did find that burps tend to get stuck um, when I'm wearing a corset, but that's about the worst of it that I've experienced. No, I go about my daily life. Um, I do, I walk my dog. I've gone like four miles on trails wearing stays. I have run on trails wearing stays to get away from a swarm of mosquitoes. I have done a whole ballet class in stays and really not had any problems at all. The only thing I would say is if you were to do heavy physical activity, it does change the way you breathe. So if you're used to breathing from your stomach and your lower diaphragm, you have to breathe from your upper lungs because it does compress that. It doesn't make it impossible. And obviously, like, I'm not going to die. But um, I have in my stays and my full outfit set up canvas and wooden tents. I've taken them down. I've climbed ladders. I've run through the woods. I've picked up and carried children. I've nursed a baby. Like, there's nothing that I can't do in these, I, I mean, you drive a car in these, um, that I can't do without them on. It's not, it, it just has to be done in a different way. And sometimes if there's, I don't know, people can find it to be um, difficult or impossible if you have to like do a task you're used to doing a certain way, if you have to figure out a different way to do it, they say it's impossible, but no, you just have to do it in a different way. Like, you just breathe with your top lungs, you hinge from the hip, you don't bend from the waist. Like everything can be done. It's just not the same. Um, I mean, I'm standing in front of people and I, I talk for two hours straight. So it's, and, and while walking as well. So there's, there's quite a lot of exertion involved. There's a lot of projecting. 
um, it is very performative. It's, it's like acting for a crowd of um, up to 35 people, you know, so if, if I couldn't breathe, I couldn't do the job. Have you found it to be helpful to you in any way? I have found a corset helpful. Um, recently, while I've been doing hand sewing or embroidery, it helps me keep a good posture without me having to hold myself up for how many, however many hours I'm going to sit there for. Um, I suppose this might not be for everyone, but when I was wearing a corset nearly daily, I found it easier to limit my portion sizes to healthier amounts because you know, I didn't tight lace or anything, but there's definitely less room for a, a food baby in a corset. It also is really helpful for when you wear like really heavy skirts because the corset and the boning and everything help um, distribute everything so it doesn't hurt your waist. Because I have worn all of those stuff without a corset before and you have red marks by the end of you know the day. A lot of times I find that corsets can help me keep going a little bit longer than I otherwise would be able to kind of comfortably. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm cleaning the house all day, you know, like my back will hurt at the end of it, but if I can put on a corset and then go out to work, it'll keep me going a little bit longer because it, it takes that burden of kind of holding you up really kind of off of those kind of lower back muscles. If I'm sitting in my stays, I can actually relax into my stays and it will hold me upright and I, I can sew and I can use my hands and my um, sitting and my back doesn't hurt at the end of the day. How do you feel when you wear a structured undergarment? Powerful. I think that they also, you know, make me feel a little bit, you know, sexy as well because it really like nips in your waist and you've got like this gorgeous figure and kind of grounded. It grounds me a little bit. This is weird to say, but I feel pretty. I don't know. I just, it helps, it helps the time travel aspect. It makes me feel very feminine, but not in like a delicate retiring way. And like, a, I can do this kind of way. I feel more like I'm fully dressed, you know, um, which sounds silly, you know, of course, but with these, these historical outfits, you know, you, you have layers and layers and layers, and I don't need tons of layers to feel um, like I'm wearing something, but so many modern clothes there, there aren't a lot of differences really between, you know, what you wear to the store and like pajamas, you know, it's, they don't have to be restrictive, but with the corsets, they give you that, that extra kind of layer of, you know, like I'm ready to present myself to the world. I'm, you know, I'm standing up straight. Um, I'm comfortable. I look neat. I look put together. I don't need to wander around trying to like suck my gut in, but it's, it's a good feeling. It, it's kind of, um, it's that extra kind of confidence boost and that little bit of security, I guess. Would you say that it limits you so much that you can't work? Uh, no, I, I do everything that I normally do. No, actually, if I'm sitting for a long period of time, it actually is helpful because it holds me more upright. It's almost like wearing a back brace. <laughs> there are friends of mine that have like gone and done um, aerial silks wearing stays and have like gone for like four mile runs wearing their stays and like there's no difference. It's fine. No, not at all. Um, uh, I, can, I can do anything in a corset that I can do out of one apart from maybe sit-ups. One of the biggest issues modern society sees in corsetry is this idea that it greatly oppressed women by keeping them bedridden and unable to work, as if these garments were made purely for the male gaze instead of for women. When I asked if they thought this garment oppressed them in any way, I got a chorus of... No. Oh, God, no. No. no, no. It's my decision to wear it. 
Nobody is telling me to. I'm not worrying it for anybody else, just myself. I feel that I can do whatever I need to. I Stays are an exoskeleton that holds up my garment and not a lot else, actually. <laughs> no. I feel like um, every generation looks back on the generation before it and says, I can't believe they wore it. It's such a garment of oppression because now they're liberated. And in, I don't know, people that wear jeans now, you look at people in leggings and they're like, I can't believe you're wearing jeans. They're so constrictive. Like, leggings are so much better. It's a, it's a divisive fashion. Women adopted it and wore it for hundreds of years. And we wouldn't have done that if it was in any way detrimental to like life and living. And living life was so much harder. If they couldn't do it in their stays, they wouldn't have. Like they would have taken them off. They would have said, I can't use this. This is not serving me. And I, I can see why people might argue that, especially when you start talking about uh, costuming or really any kind of kind of beauty standards, even makeup or hair or bras. I mean, anything, you know, people will be able to argue that, you know, maybe this oppresses women because, uh, you know, they think it's for the male gaze, you know, like we're we're trying to make trying to make you look a certain way because men like it but i mean that's not why you wear them really um and you know i'm sure some people are you know they do find them very attractive and i think that's terrific but i find them attractive i think that i look better in them but i don't find it i don't find it oppressive not any more than you know like men wearing pants is oppressive you know like like calling anything that someone might find a you know attractive oppressive i think is very silly you know women get it more often than than men do you know because obviously, you know, kind of historically, we have been kind of viewed more as uh, as sex objects. And there's a lot of kind of political baggage that comes with that. Um, and I mean, I and, and, you know, not to bring politics into it, but like, I say this as, as a complete raging feminist, you know, I am, I am like, absolutely, completely over the top, very much into kind of, you know, female empowerment and everything. I don't think that women need to be any certain way. But for me, you know, I like to wear corsets. How do you feel about the misconceptions surrounding corsetry and wearing structured undergarments? Ugh, there's a lot of eye rolling. It's it's just kind of annoying because the minute, I mean, I do a lot of present, well, I did a lot of presentations for like schools where I would come in and show how to get dressed because it's such a different aspect. And as soon as I pull out a, court, a set of stays or I lace somebody into them, they're like, oh man, aren't how can you breathe? Aren't these awful? And I'm like, no, they're not. And if you had ever experienced it, if you're wearing a well-fitting set of stays, they're very comfortable. They're very, um, I don't know about liberating, but they're definitely like, they're not a torture device. They're not in any way meant to restrict me doing something. They're just to make my clothes fit. Like you wear a bra, like, is that restricting your femininity? Is that holding you back from everything you want to achieve in life? Is it going to kill you? No, it holds your boobs. I think, I think they're kind of a symptom of who tells the stories. And they're also kind of a symptom of whether or not we actually investigate the stories we're told. Um, so I think the misconceptions get they grow and they get passed down when we don't bother to find out if things are true. So, uh, yeah, the misconceptions exist and they're going to keep existing until we tell the pe tell the stories of the people that actually wore them um, better. I mean, I think 
they're a bit sad and they're a little bit silly, I guess. Um, so, I mean, people, the, the people who talk about them like that, they're not people who've ever really worn them. These are people who have heard the same cliches and think that they understand it, but not enough to actually really look into it. So mm -hmm. like people, people do have these misconceptions and, and they like to think like, oh, women were so oppressed and they were in a lot of ways, but their underwear wasn't what was doing it. What is one misconception about corsetry that you want people to know is untrue? The tight lacing and, you know, the fainting and everything. Tight lacing was only done after corsets were invented, not stays, but corsets, which wasn't until really the Victorian era. And then, course, and then tight lacing itself was only done by the elite who had literally nothing else to do except just hang around and do nothing. They had servants to do everything else for them. And it wasn't done for a long time either. Even now, with tight lacing, people train their waists for tight lacing. It's something that you just go into off the bat. You literally have to train your body and it takes years to do. Um, I think from the 18th century perspective, I want people to know that you could sit, you could do everything and that tight lacing was not common to be honest. Women wore their stays to hold up their gowns, um, but they weren't attempting to achieve anything particular. Tight lacing wasn't a thing except for like court gowns. And something about 18th century women's garments is that the gowns often like met in the front but if your gown didn't meet in the front because you were having a bloated day or just an off day, you could just cover that up with a kerchief or an apron and no one would know that your gown didn't close in the front. So it just really wasn't a big deal if you were able to lace down or even get your gown closed every single time, you know? <laughs> oh, that they're uncomfortable. They're not. They're quite comfortable if they fit you properly. If they don't fit you, yes, they're awful. They'll stab you in the side or they will make you feel like you can't breathe because they're too tight. Or um, if you're wearing them directly against your skin, they chafe. But like, that's doing it improperly. If you're, it's like if you wear shoes that are too tight, they're going to give you blisters. If you wear shoes without socks, they're going to rub your heel raw. If, you know, if you're wearing high heels all day where, you know, you're not used to wearing them, yes, your toes are going to hurt. Like, are they bad for you? No. Are, are you doing it wrong? Yeah. It's basically like user error. If they're hurting you, you're not doing it right. Um, this is kind of an odd one. I guess it's not that important, um, but it's the one that surprises people the most, um, is that corsets do not make you skinnier. You know, you can wear them and most of the time they don't actually take you in that much. So, you know, if I'm wearing one, it doesn't make me look significantly smaller than I am. I mean, I'm still the same measurement around, you know? I mean, like if, if you kind of like waist train and, and, you know, you kind of tight lace and things like that, you might be able to reduce kind of, I don't know, maybe like two inches if you really try, <laughs> but it doesn't make it disappear. It just kind of moves things around a little bit. And if anything, like that kind of illusion of being slimmer 
it just comes from standing up straighter. Because if you're if you're slouching, everything kind of you know it kind of like falls out in the middle, and you know you don't you don't feel very good. But like if you are kind of standing up straight and kind of holding yourself correctly, that's how you look. It just keeps you up, you know. So it doesn't actually make you look thinner. I found out that one of the women I interviewed, Jessica Young, even lets her daughter wear stays. I asked her to talk a little bit more about this because it is something that we don't see very often and something that I could see drawing a lot of controversy from those who look down upon the use of these garments, even among grown women. My little ones are, um, they're four and seven, and they are also super into history and super into historical dress. And um, we took a trip to Williamsburg last October. Um, And my older daughter, who was six at the time, wanted a formal dress and we were going to go on this carriage ride and have dinner and tavern and i was like i'm willing to do this for you and she's like mommy i need stays and i was like you do so basically stays historically were only only to give children posture training and if you think about the nutrition and the health and hygiene situation of the 18th century that children may not have been getting enough vitamins that they needed like spinal deformities, scurvy was an actual thing, childhood diseases that would leave just like deformed spines and things was a very big concern. And there wasn't the modern ways that we have to combat it. So one of the things that parents would do is they would put their young children in stays basically as like a preventive back brace so that they would grow up with a straight spine. Not 100% necessary, we know that now, but it wasn't at all intended to restrict a child from running and playing like anything like that. I'm not torturing my children when I let them wear the stays. I put them on, I lace them until they're snug but not tight. My daughter tells me when to stop. It's basically the same reason that I'm wearing them is to hold up my skirts and to give my dress a smooth torso. Um, She loves her stays. She asks to wear them even when like we're not doing anything. I think she just likes the feeling of them. While these women's experiences in no way can comment on every woman's experience, past and present, of corsetry, it gives outsiders a good look into what wearing one is actually like. The myths, misinformation, and stereotypes around the corset will continue to grow through the countless movies, books, and social media campaigns that convey these untruthful adverse effects. All that I ask of you is that you reconsider all that you have learned about corsetry, and think about how the women of that time lived how they lived with work and fun and play and spirit. Because what we forget most often is that people from the past lived just as fulfilling of lives as anyone else, whether they were wearing a corset or not.